We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Yes, he's feeling a little bit like y'all, down and out and bummed that the Chiefs now have one Lombardi trophy more than the Denver Broncos after vanquishing the Niners in the Super Bowl yet again. But he's also battling a bug. It's late. Guys, you're probably all burnt out on football, but we're, we waited today till the game was over. So here we are. We're going to analyze a few things. But first things first, Zach, how are you feeling tonight, bro? And your gut reaction to the Chiefs hoisting yet another Lombardi? Yeah, I wouldn't call it like an MJ flu game for me, Chad, but, you know, a little under the weather. I could push through. I'm, I'm more sick about the fact that the Chiefs are officially a dynasty now. The first back-to-back champion since the Patriots, and it's uh, – inarguable that maybe Patrick Mahomes is he has a case to be the best quarterback of all time great games out of the wire I was pulling for the Niners but Mahomes in the end man just pulled out that magic you just could feel that he wouldn't be denied you know what I mean like when push comes to shove which quarterback could conjure the most could really conjure magic uh in the clutch when the chips were down I mean, my hopes were high. Trust at the end of the fourth quarter when the when the Niners had a little bit of a lead. I mean, I was hoping, um, but at the end of the day, it's like Brock Purdy. I don't want to take anything away from Brock Purdy. We'll keep it focused on Mahomes and just the freak of nature that he is. Uh, what is it? Three three rings since he entered the league in 2017. He's 28. This dude could go another fitting. Another fitting, Zach. I mean, that's possible. Broncos got to get a quarterback, dude. Why does he have to be in the AFC West? It's it's just the Broncos' luck, uh, again, that the GOAT might be in their division. But, yeah, you can't compete until you can find someone that can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. And uh, that's what Sean Payton – I hopefully Sean Payton watched tonight's game, Chad, and had the very same takeaway we did. You could see, though, I mean, this – the overtime thing, you know, such a rarity in the, in the Super Bowl. You could see the Niners – especially defensively, really kind of wilting on that last yeah. Chiefs drive and kind of just giving up the ghost. And The Chiefs, man, the thing I hate uh, on top of the fact, Zach, that it's the fourth Lombardi, now they have the most in the AFC West, is we're never going to hear the end. 
uh, of the of the impassioned speech that was given in the locker room the night before, or whatever. Like, I'm just I don't know. Maybe this is just sour grapes. It's too soon. But the Chiefs, oh, I can't take it, dude. I can't either. And I thought this was the Niners game. You talked about they had momentum in the first half, and the thing with Kelsey kind of. Uh, Blowing up at Andy Reid, it felt like yeah. the Chiefs were unraveling and the Niners were cool, calm, and collected, very composed, uh, locked in. It's just the Mahomes magic in the second half. You can't can't F with it, Chad. He ended up passing for 300-plus yards, two tutties, a pick. Uh, Purdy, he, hang, he hung in there, 255 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions, uh, 10 points lower on the QB rating scale. But McCaffrey, I mean – uh, there were some big playmakers for the Niners at the end of the day, though, man, the Chiefs wouldn't be denied. So uh, let's see real quick. Let's let's check out some of the uh, some of the reactions here. Michael Davis, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. Tough loss. Yeah, he is, man. You know, anytime you see the Niners shining on the big stage, you're reminded <laughs> Broncos could have should have hired him in yeah. 2017. And I don't want to hear the. Yeah, but then, you know, uh he would have had Paxton Lynch and it probably wouldn't have been like it shook out for the Niners. Don't tell me that this guy is now the king of going, you know, as about as far as you can go uh, that the universe Zach will allow you the football gods as it were without a bona fide, like franchise next level guy. Um, I, I don't have much doubt Zach, especially now being, you know, in the fullness of time, hindsight's 2020 that Kyle Shanahan would have found a way to make hay at quarterback. He probably would have, but the fact that he's 0-3 in Super Bowls now is pretty staggering for a coach of his magnitude, Chad. Uh, great coach, would love to have him, but... <sighs> Andy especially, dude, especially considering his old man was undefeated in the sure. Super Bowl. Uh, uh, well, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, because you got to go back to 89, Broncos, Niners. So his his old man was 3-1 and one in the Super Bowl, unless I'm missing... I don't think he was part of the 87 or 86 staff that went to the big thing for the Broncos. But anyway, uh, Rodney, don't worry, Chiefs Kingdom. Denver will be ready to beat you guys again next season. I love it. I love it. Uh, that was something, Zach, for what it's worth, Alex Singleton talked about uh, over the weekend, making an appearance at uh, Radio Row, talking to the team website, though, at Radio Row, that, hey, you know, part of what's motivating the Broncos and what's frustrating at the same time is seeing the Chiefs go into the Super Bowl uh, and knowing that we beat them, we can beat them, we can hang with them. Uh, so hey, I want to, I want to, I want to uh, have that half gla that glass half full kind of uh, mindset here, Zach, relative to Broncos Chiefs. But it's hard to do that at this moment in time, February eleventh. Uh, no quarterback clarity whatsoever. And y'all are going to roast me a little bit, but after the Broncos beat the Chiefs and some other losses that they had, this was a team that many thought maybe might not make the postseason or would be a, a one-and-done in the playoffs. I do give Mahomes, Chad, no receiving core, all the stuff that he overcame this season. For him to go back to the Super Bowl and then win in the final minute of overtime, I mean, we all might hate him, but you have to respect what greatness is, and Mahomes is greatness, undeniably. Yeah, tip your cap to him. Yeah. Uh, hateful respect. To quote, uh, what's his name? Aldous Snow on Get Him to the Greek. Uh, whatever. Michael Ronk, the Ronk jumping in. What's up, bro? So good to see you tonight. Yeah, guys, we're going to get to some Broncos talk here in a minute, but it's late. My part here is under the weather. We're not going to go long tonight. So like any burning topics, questions, 
supers if you have a mind to tonight get them in early because we will not be going long lawrence says no john elway is handing uh no way john elway's handing his handing butt off to the chiefs someone go get mr we i don't know what that meant zach i'm i kind of got lost in the sentence I, we mr we himself i don't know what that I, means uh you got something on it i mean we'll, we'll go to ds I'm, I'm not watching the trophy presentation but is is Elway presenting the trophy to Kansas City? I don't know. I mean, we have two people saying it now, so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, tell us what the heck is going on here. There's no possible way Elway would ever allow himself to that that I you know think of the iconography there, the uh the propaganda that the Chiefs would have, the propagandistic advantage, Zach, the Chiefs would have forever. No way. No way. We don't have the TV on because we're here talking to y'all. No, I'm not seeing Elway. What are you guys talking about here? Uh, Phil, bro, we love you. He says, good evening. Just sad, but got to give the Chiefs credit. And yes, I, I echo this. Give them credit, but buck them. That's what I'm saying. I'm right there with you, Phil. Yeah, I do, I do give him credit. Yeah, but buck him. And it's a hateful <laughs> respect, Chad. That's the best way to put it. A hateful, kind of like with Brady back in the day. You hated the guy, but you still respected uh, what greatness was. It's all the snow on the on the plane with Aaron Green, I think his name is in the in the show. And he just gets done ripping him after all this. Be honest about my album, you know? And, he, and so he feels like he can kind of be vulnerable and tell him the truth, but it was a trap. And so he just roasts him on this record that that Aldis was wanting to know about. And he goes, the content, I'm going to paraphrase here. I won't get it exactly right, Zach, but he says, the content of what you said has made me hate you. <laughs> but the fact that you said it uh, to my face, basically, has made me respect you. So it's a hateful yeah. respect. Uh, GG, Triple G, what a game. I hate to say, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, uh, I mean, quite evenly matched for the majority. I mean, it was slugfest, rock fight, whatever you want to call it. Even though, Zach, it wasn't a ton of scoring, I got to tell you, it was entertaining. I mean, at, at no point did this feel like, you know, Patriots, Rams, or some of the other snoozers, or like some of the blowouts. You don't see the blowouts uh, like you used to in the in the uh, Super Bowl since the AFC got its crap together, thanks to the Broncos showing them the way back in the late 90s. But um was a good game, man. Overtime, the whole nine. Yeah, I was a fan of last year's Super Bowl. I like offense. I like a lot of point score. And this one was a little slow to start. Uh, it had the, the vibes of the uh, the Rams-Patriots game, but it picked up in the second half. Mike, jumping in with a very generous super late on a uh, Super Bowl Sunday night. Appreciate you, my dog. This is why you're a Mount Rushmore superstar. He says, you know, naughty word, the Chiefs. This is uh, Shabulba. 
uh, I'm done. See you in a couple of years. Couldn't count how many times they held Bosa. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those fine lines for me, Zach, when it comes to like the playoffs and the Super Bowl is unless it's like something super obvious and egregious, like I want them to keep the yellow laundry in their pocket and let them play, man. Yeah. Unless it's something seriously like massive game changing or drive deciding or something like that. Like let them play, dude, let them play. But um, just, I gotta, it's here comes that hateful respect line again. They do have a propensity, the chiefs lineman for, for holding. And I think it was Bosa who might've pointed that out. Uh, before the game, but it works both ways. And I'm with you, Chad. I'd rather them, than play the game and swallow the whistles. But I will say the the Niners left a lot of plays on the field. They had multiple chances in the second half to put the game away. So I wouldn't be looking uh, to blame the officiating for the loss today. I'm still lost on this John Elway thing. Did Apparently Elway he did, presented did the Lamar. I don't know why, but. Yes, Elway brought the Super Bowl trophy to the podium. Why? Like what connection does he have? This makes zero sense to me. Um, this, this, I don't get it. Like, I, sorry guys, to bog down the stream for a second here, the conversation, but I got to see what I'm going to see if there's anything on. I mean, he's not the guy up on the podium, right? He was. Why? John Elway carrying the Lombardi trophy to the Chiefs. So painful. I mean, there it is. What the Why? Sam Hill? I'm stunned. I don't understand this. Why John Elway would uh, countenance this? Uh, uh, Perna quote tweeting it. Uh, the picture, the image. This is Perna at that uh, at Brandon Perna. That's that's good sports, of course. This better mean that the Broncos curse is over. Otherwise, this is the photo <laughs> I will be forced to look at in hell for all eternity. True. John Elway, from a PR perspective, dude, what, what, what's the significance? Seriously, like, why? Is it this, Chad? Maybe? I don't get it. It's so random. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Or not, not correct me if I'm wrong. Illuminate this subject for me here, Zach. Is it somehow... Is it tradition in the Super Bowl every year? And I just missed this, that the preceding of 25 years ago, MVP hands the trophy off. I've never seen that. Apparently it was him and Larry Zonka. Maybe it was a legends thing, but I, I, it's, it's so random to me. Oh man. Not a good look for uh, the Duke. Hold, hold on, Jesse. The NFL had former MVP Okay, so Zonka, Larry Zonka hands the trophy to Elway. Elway hands it to the Chiefs. Why? No, dude. The phone rings. Hey, John. Yeah. Roger. Yep, yep. Ginger Hammer, that guy that embarrassed your team, made a public example of you. Week 12, 2020. Yeah, yeah you know, Kendall Hinton. Yeah, 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 me. Hey, I'm going to need you to hand the Lombardi trophy to the winner of the game. In Vegas now, chance 50 50 chance it could be the Chiefs. So, Elway even like finishes the call. No, no, click like, <laughs> nope. Like, what world are we living in here? I'm, a, I feel actually a little bit kind of gobsmacked. 
I feel betrayed. And it's ironic. It was either going to be him presenting it to Kansas City or him presenting it to Kyle Shanahan, who he and Joe Ellis did not hire. What a weird look for Ellis. Uh, okay. All right. Let's move on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this tomorrow night. Jesse, thank you for the super big dog. Says, I'm not emotionally capable of dealing with the fact that KC has played in four of the last five Super Bowls. Meanwhile, my therapist keeps trying to diagnose me with uh, sad every winter. And I'm like, no, just to Broncos. <laughs> oh, thank you for injecting some levity, my friend. Really appreciate you. Um, I'm sad now after watching Elway do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Zach, let's uh, let's shift gears here. I'm like, seriously, I feel like someone just called me and told me, you know, my childhood friend got hit by a bus or, you know, my best friend from kindergarten. I don't know. My brain's going, what the heck, dude? Um, Josh, good to see you, bro. It's been a minute. How How is you? How you been? He says, this isn't an overreaction. It's an affirmation. We needed to trade everything for number one overall. So, yeah, I mean. There's a lot, there's a few different ways to look at this, Zach, as far as like Broncos Chiefs and relation to the Chiefs now being world champs again, back to back. You could look at it at, from kind of the Alex Singleton perspective, which is, hey, you know, we're not as far away as you maybe think. We can beat them. We have beaten them, et cetera. Um, I, even though, Zach, I'm more of an optimist, you know, generally speaking. I kind of take more of the other approach, which is this is, in fact, kind of an affirmation that you need to do whatever it takes to get a quarterback, uh, get a true dynamic franchise guy that raises your ships sometime within the next two or three year window. Um, otherwise, it's all well, I mean, we know Oh, roster holes here, roster holes there. I know I'm not telling you that's not a thing, but. Tell that to, you know, Von Miller post 2016. Tell that to, you know, having the best young corner in the league, best young safety, Justin Simmons. I mean, dynamic. It's all for naught, Zach, if you don't have the quarterback. You got to get that first, you know, then let those other dominoes fall. Figure out how to bring those pieces together uh, once you get the main one. Yeah, I understand the sentiment. You need the franchise quarterback, but to say you trade the farm and everything for number one would imply that the quarterback you're taking there is comparable to Mahomes. And there's no guarantee if you get Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever at number one that they're going to be on the same level as Mahomes. No guarantee as getting Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy or, or Michael Penix uh, couldn't be on the same level. So uh, they do need a quarterback, but to say, oh, this was the reason why they need to trade three first-round picks, Patrick Sertan, all for a lottery ticket, that's a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah, it is. And look, I don't care how cool it might have been if it was the Niners on the podium and, and how cool it would have been for John to hand it off to Kyle. I don't care. I would not have risked even the possibility of it being me handing it to the Chiefs, which not the possibility. I mean, I said earlier, hey, 50-50 chance. No, no, no. We had our hopes, Zach, but let's face it. You know, the best predictor of the future is the past. Past has shown us that the not only do the Niners win or the, the Chiefs win Super Bowls, Zach, but they beat the Niners along the way. John Elway, you can't do that, dude. You cannot accept that charge. I'm sorry, dude. What a gross misstep. I mean, that's going to hurt his, his legacy. 
Speaking of gross, I see that, you know, William says Zach sounds legit sick. I'm sorry if I sound nasty, how I'm coming across. My head's a little foggy right now, a little bit of congestion. So just bear with me. All right, Zach, the only real uh, newsworthy thing to get to, and it's really not even that newsworthy relative to your Denver Broncos gang, is Ian Rappaport uh, coming out this morning and and reporting that the Broncos are going – or Broncos pr- could revisit talks with Russell Wilson about a contract restructure. Nothing new. It's not really – I mean, it's newsworthy because it is a, kind of an update, um, but it's nothing that we didn't already know. We've known since, you know, that what was that January 9th, January eighth, whatever the end of end of season presser date was, that uh, they were going to go away for a minute, then they were going to come back, and they were going to uh, figure out what to do about Russ. One of the things in the it, that was possible this whole time, Zach, is them trying to reopen talks with Russ to see if he might be willing to take less money, renegotiate certain dates, guarantees, this and that. But as our friend Scott Kennedy, Mr. Producer himself, uh, likes to remind us, there is zero incentive whatsoever for Russell Wilson to come to the table and even listen. Um, Not only because, Zach, that he was benched and all that stuff and embarrassed, but now you got the trust factor there. Can I ever trust Sean Payton again? All this stuff, especially when he goes, look, you're on the hook for the money anyway, and uh, I'm out of here, Denver. I'm going to go take my talents elsewhere. Like, Broncos have zero leverage. Still, it's like my dad used to teach me or has taught me forever. It never hurts to ask, but just don't expect to get an answer you're looking for. Yeah, I don't think uh, – th- again, I'll say this. How do you put the toothpaste back in the tube when it comes to Russell Wilson? It's beyond just money, Chad. It's his fit with the team. It's everything that was said about him – during the benching, after the benching, his oil and water mix with Sean Payton, it's just it, it's clear that the sides need to move on. And even if they were to come to sort some sort of monetary agreement, is he the future, the face of the franchise, a long-term quarterback? The answer is no. So the sooner they rip that Band-Aid off, the better. I think we can all agree on that. Phil says, don't give up everything for a quarterback. Draft a Stroud or a Purdy. Hey, man. I give props to Purdy. He has most definitely outkicked his coverage, and he could still have, obviously, a very bright future. He's super young. Uh, but I'm not necessarily banking on Mr. Irrelevant. Um, you know, Stroud, obviously, is the polar opposite end of the Purdy draft story. But the bottom line is, I get what you're saying. Hey, Franchise quarterbacks or quarterbacks you can win with. Let's put it that way. I mean, is is Purdy a franchise quarterback in your opinion, Zach? Well, let's look at it. He's a second-year player, former uh, Mr. Irrelevant. His second year, he's in the Super Bowl starting, and he put up decent numbers. I would say he's a franchise quarterback in the confines of a Kyle Shanahan system. Maybe not elsewhere, but in San Francisco, I think Brock Purdy is a franchise guy. I'm not quite ready to go there. I think the jury's out still a little bit on it, but I still give him his props. I'm just telling you that, you know, I think I just need one or two more years of what I saw this year, and I'll be right in line with that. And you could be, you know, early in on this, Zach. You could be one of the guys going, look, I've been telling you since then. But um, the point, though, going back to what Phil's saying is, look, we'll, we'll just go with it that he's a franchise quarterback. 
either way, whether it's early in the draft, Zach, or middle of the draft or end of the draft, you got to come out of this draft with a franchise guy. We just know that the odds dictate that the possibilities of you landing that franchise guy right. is not only round one, but top 12, top 15 round one. Yeah, if you're banking on finding the next Tom Brady or finding the next Brock Purdy, you're going to have a bad time. Statistically, it doesn't have to be in the first round, but it's not going to be the sixth or seventh round more than likely. you got to take a swing early on a blue-chip guy, whoever that may be, whoever Sean Payton has conviction on, and uh, hope for the best. Uh, let's grab this from Keith. When do we pick 12 again? When do we have a chance to get a top quarterback in the draft again? Will we ever draft a QB in the top 10? That's a good question, my friend. Many good questions. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think picking twelve again. You could pick higher for all. I mean, if they don't get this quarterback thing figured out, you will be picking higher than twelve next year, uh, assuming you have still, of course, your your first round pick. But um, when do we have a chance to get a top quarterback in the draft again? I mean, each and every year, so long as you don't get lost in the trappings of trading multiple first round picks and second round picks one off season after another, then you do clip your wings and, and limit your ability to at least be in that game. So, Hey Zach, if you can't uh, parlay a move up the draft board to get into the top, well, I'll just say the top five, even though it's the top three to get one of the top three guys. Um, and you're not convinced that any of the next little group is worth a number 12 overall pick, then you either hold Pat, make that pick, or you trade back, et cetera, and circle back with one of those guys, you know, early in round two, maybe try and move up. A lot of different paths you can take. Yeah, I was never on the tanking bandwagon, but if the Broncos never went on that winning streak, they'd be picking top five um, in April. And you know what? If they have a rebuilding year in 2024, if it's Jared Stidham and, uh, you know, Michael Pratt, they could be Keith picking in the top five, top ten again next year but i understand the point they're they're fairly high up it's a top heavy quarterback class because just go swing and take your chance on a guy guys elway doesn't hate denver uh elway did not uh ruin denver come on now he might be a little bit tone deaf here obviously someone wasn't giving him necessarily the the best advice I don't know, Zach, you know, there's people say, no, you're a hall of famer. You're no longer in the NFL. You got to be above the, the, the fray of fan this and PR that, you know, you're, you're in the hallowed halls of the immortal Canton, Ohio. Like those concerns are beneath you. No, 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 dude. You're the Duke of Denver. You cannot countenance even the possibility that you might have to hand a Lombardi trophy off to the freaking chiefs, dude. Someone gave him terrible advice, though. Yeah. What do they say? Don't meet your heroes, Chad, because you're usually disappointed. <laughs> well, in this case, maybe Elway at this stage of his life isn't so bleeding orange and blue like he used to. It's 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 terribly depressing that we would even get a visual of that. It's bad enough the Chiefs won another one, but the cherry on top of Elway passing Lombardi over to them, man, tough scene. Oh, man. Guys, we're uh, we're getting toward the end of it. Uh, any burning topics, get it in. We'll probably go another five minutes or so. Uh, appreciate you, Mike, being with us tonight and all the positivity and support. He says, what if Russ put his, and his people put the feelers out and nobody's interested? Any possibility? Uh, well, I mean, I can promise you nobody is interested. 
at 49 million a year. Um, but there would be a line of teams willing to give him a shot uh, at a more, let's just say, reasonable level contractually. You know, on a, on a level, Zach, commensurate with the the play he's turned in the past two years. I think like a two-year, $40 million deal for us on a new team would be a lot more palatable. You can't pay the guy based on what you've seen, $45, $50 million. So I think you're right with that. Yeah, so he's saying, you know, again, you don't want me, Broncos. You bench me, cut me, and then he'll go take his chances. I mean, I guess if there's a singular, any kind of whatsoever silver lining in the contract Denver gave him, Zach, it's that. The offset language is there, but I don't know how how much that serves you when you paid him at the tippity top of the value chart over here, you know, like more than he was worth. And at the time, top of top of the market cut to three, uh, you know, the third off season later, he's probably worth not even half of that. I don't know. He'll probably find 20, 25 million, I guess. So 20, obviously not even half. If you get to 25, you're a little bit more than half of what his APY was, but either way, he's just not worth that money anymore. And that's the, that's the bottom line, but why try and make it work in a scenario where it was clear by now, Zach, the dust has settled on the season. He went through the eye opening uh, shocker of being benched. You have guys like Drew Brees coming out saying, look, I went the way I expected it to go oil and water. It did not look like a Sean Payton offense. Russ, you got to call it like it is and go, look, this wasn't a fit. They don't want me. I'm out. Go ahead and cut me. Plus, kind of quietly tucked away in the in the pre-Super Bowl festivities, uh, one of the NFLPA people came out and said that uh, they agreed with the judgment. They agreed with their client in that case, Russell Wilson, that he was mistreated by the Broncos. So how could you swallow all that if you're Sean Payton, George Payton, even if you had a reduced contract, it's, it's over. It's time to move on. Diamond, bro, thanks for being with us on a late night post-Super Bowl uh, stream. Good to see you, big dog. Have a good night. Um, okay, I'm just taking a quick perusal. Yeah, this. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you, the story coming out of this for Broncos country is no longer even, you know, hey, eat your heart out. The Chiefs now have four. They're, they're a dynasty. They're the first back-to-back champs in however many years. It's now the fact that John Elway handed them the Chiefs of all teams, the team he failed to defeat in how many. As an executive, how many of those 16 will say? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. He was a consultant in 2022, if memory serves, right? He was still on as a consultant with George Payton, the first year of Hack, or, you know, the one year of Hackett. So 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16. I mean, we're talking 16, 15. No, really, all but one. Yeah, all but one. This dude hands him off. Of the, I'm talking about the winning streak. Sorry, guys, I'm not being very clear here. Again, as you can probably tell, I'm a little bit emotional on this, but you can't do that, John. That was a bad, bad call, dude. 
no longer on the Broncos payroll. And uh, maybe there's sour grapes with the Broncos hiring Sean Payton and George Payton and kind of uh, uh, kicking him to the curb, even though Elway kind of left on his own volition chat to spend time with his seventh grandchild or whatever. It's just a very weird circumstance tonight. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, really weird. Kind of punctuates an already off-putting night. Um in kind of the worst way. But, guys, hey, we told you we had to keep it short tonight. Late stream. Um, apart here under the weather. We'll check for any burning topics you throw in late that we haven't already grabbed. But we got a couple messages for you. Then we're going to wish you a good night. And we'll see, of course, tomorrow night. But don't leave quite yet. That was another tremendous installment of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account at mile high huddle Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking each and every day, check out MHHmerch.com and get you some. Also, please drop us a like at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure, make sure, make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, gang, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Yeah, this is a good point for Mr. Producer. The Chiefs were sitting with six points. Four drives after that fumbled punt. A touchdown, a field goal, a field goal, a touchdown, and they win. Yes, special teams matter. Yep. But it also goes to show you, Zach, not only that special teams matter, that momentum is a weird thing, man. And it, and the spark that creates it, you can't control it once it happens. You don't know what the uh, impact can be if you're on the other end of that momentum, which is why you gotta uh, you got to honor – the reality that the the margins are for error are so thin, especially on the big stage like that. Can't countenance those fumbles, muff punt, all that stuff, especially against a team that can get red hot and just romp like the Chiefs. So lesson learned, unfortunately, for the Niners, Kyle Shanahan, 0-2 in the Super Bowl as a head coach, both of which, of course, against the Chiefs. I just put something together, though. We talked about – you talked about special teams mattering – well, in 2017, Chad, as you might recall, they interviewed three candidates for head coach, Kyle Shanahan, VJ, and Dave Tobe, the Kansas City special teams coordinator. And it's ironic that Elway, who made that hire, it comes out where he's passing the trophy. To the, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I still can't get over that. I know we're probably making too much of it, but it, it's, it's a, it's a fight so. that I never thought I'd see. I don't think we're making too much of it. Now, I might be slightly emotional over it, but I don't think we're making too much of it. That is something he will never be able to live down. I mean, my kids will have to be like old people with their teeth falling out of their heads until the next generation has no memory of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's this is going to last a minute. Elway won't be around that long. Legacy already tarnished for how things ended. I mean, you guys have heard me go to bat for Elway in terms of defending him and his legacy, even in the face of the uh, failure that was the post-Super Bowl 50 uh, era. But still, 
this makes it a lot harder to defend that legacy. Uh, you really have to split the Elway legacy plum, Zach, into three parts. Big part of it, of course, and I'll say half that plum that you split is Elway the player. That's the that that should make up the majority of whatever legacy and reputation exists for John Elway. Then that other half you split down the middle, and uh, it's the Peyton Manning era, front office era for Elway, and then the remainder is the post Peyton Manning front office era. Obviously, history, you know, it's the last thing you remember is, or last thing that happened is the thing that people remember most. And that's the last thing people remembered. Had a bad taste on their in their mouths, Zach, relative to John Elway as a Broncos executive. And then he goes and does this, further exacerbating that terrible taste that no amount of scope, any brand of mouthwash is going to be able to vanquish. So bad, bad decision, dude. I'm sorry. You're not, you're not that high above the fray. It's not like, Zach, you retired in 1999 never to have anything to do with the NFL again other than luminary functions. You get enshrined in the hall uh, and then luminary functions as a Hall of Famer and former Bronco. No, no, no. You competed in the league with the Broncos for over a decade as an executive, won a Super Bowl. You can't do that, dude. I'm sorry. You're not above that fray. I don't know. Whoever gave him that advice, it was idiocy. You know, that's what I was going to say the kind of the same thing. He did so much winning as a player and then so much winning as the Broncos GM that he was almost a superhero in a lot of fans' eyes. He was infallible in a lot of fans' eyes, but he's not infallible. He's a person. He has flaws, and the last bit of his tenure as GM did not go good. You talked about the uh, the streak drought against Kansas City, for example, him not putting together good draft classes. It showed today that John Elway, the person, the former player, he has his warts too. And this was a big one. Look, one last thing here. What's my takeaway lesson from the Broncos, for the Broncos anyway, from this Super Bowl to be competitive in the playoffs? All or nothing. You either have the quarterback and all is possible or you don't and nothing is. So, do what you got to do to get a quarterback. Uh, you're not going to find him a Mahomes, at least the statistical probability of that is slim. But, Zach, that's my takeaway here, all or nothing. And, yes, let's end on a positive note. Yeah. Randy Gratishar, Some good news. Hall of Famer. But, Zach, uh, thanks for, for staying up late, not feeling well. Good chatting with you. We'll circle back tomorrow. Hopefully you'll be feeling better, and we'll do a full episode. Yes, sir. Have a great rest of your uh, evening, folks. Try to uh, keep your chins up with another Kansas City Super Bowl victory. And then John Elway, God, man, passing the the the, uh, the, the trophy to him. We will be back tomorrow night, though, for the Aftermath episode. Again, have a great ending to your weekend, a great start to your week. John. John, what were you thinking, Doc? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little loopy right now. Go ahead and close it out. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow night, guys. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.